Hi there. In the first run of these 15 podcasts, each episode will be published every Tuesday from noon GMT. Happy listening. Welcome to episode 6 of Dow's Your Way to Psychic Power. Previously, we examined the invisible entities all round us, apparitions, ghosts, poltergeists and doppelgangers, elementals and angels, how to detect them with our dowsing tools, and those energies out to get us. In this episode, we look at what we do if we discover an entity in our own home, how man-made energies and the natural resonances from the earth can be a toxic mix known by the professionals as geopathic stress. You'll know by now that we are living in a fog of different frequencies, both good and bad. Having doused that you've got an entity or entities in your home, what then? This is what I do. I usually take one L-rod and, holding it in the search position, gradually turn in a circle while telling the rod, Lead me to the entity. Lead me to the entity. If you do this, you'll find that the rod eventually sticks, pointing in one direction. When it does, walk slowly forward, allowing the rod to show you the way. It may take you into the hall, point up the stairs, then across the landing, to the master bedroom. As you walk through the door, it might swivel in the direction of the wardrobe, and then move as it would if you were holding both rods and it was crossing with its partner. This, then, is the location of your entity. Next, use your pendulum to find out what kind of entity it is. An attachment, a demonic being, or a thought form. How did it get there? Let's assume that it's a spirit attachment, which means that you, or someone else in the family, brought it home with you from the supermarket run, or the gym, or a football match, a dinner party or somewhere else where the invisible entity recognised you as having just the kind of frequency of energy it needs. Some attached entities may be merely curious and not have any malevolent intent at all, not realising it could be causing you problems. Others may be more aggressive, motivated by strong desires or addictions, and malevolent ones may intentionally sabotage and undermine the mental and physical health of the host to keep them in a weakened and vulnerable state. Undetected, it would be left to wreak havoc with your moods, your energy levels would be permanently low, and depending if the attachment is particularly malicious, you could become ill, have a run of bad luck, and generally lose your zest for life. This is a scary prospect, but there are ways you can protect yourself and tell the attachment where to get off. If it was you who brought it home, just ask yourself if you've been behaving normally recently. Symptoms of a spirit attachment include low energy levels, mood swings, including bouts of anger or sadness, a taunting inner voice, not feeling yourself, acting out of character, addiction to alcohol or drugs, poor memory, anxiety or depression, sudden physical problems or pain with no obvious cause, 
panic attacks, nightmares, and a feeling of being watched. Entities usually latch on to someone who's vulnerable in some way, which has opened a portal to their inner selves. This vulnerability could have been caused by stress, severe tiredness, grief, fear, guilt, addiction to drugs or alcohol, physical or psychological abuse, or sexual abuse. Some people unwittingly but voluntarily open themselves up to attachments by practices like using Ouija boards or amateur mediumship. Entities love a kindred spirit, so an attachment who might have had a drink problem while on this earth will hang around bars and attach themselves to those who also like to imbibe to excess. Those who had an eating problem might batten onto someone who likes to eat a lot. The stronger the addiction, the more likely it is you'll attract an addicted, attaching entity. Now that you've discovered an unwanted lodger, what can you do about it? The good news is that we living humans have dominion over all such manifestations. In contrast to the popular myth perpetuated by films like The Exorcist, we aren't obliged to engage in a mortal struggle for our soul with a fiery-eyed demon. These days, it's felt that a more constructive approach is far more effective. Removing attachments and leading them to the light should be a compassionate exercise, not an adversarial one. Respect, sympathy, understanding and a desire to help the entity achieve its eternal purpose is more likely to result in a satisfactory outcome for both parties. It's true, soft words do turn away wrath. So talk to it. Tell it that it shouldn't be making your life difficult. It's in your home and it's causing you problems. You do not belong here, you tell the attachment, so please go to the light. In your own mind, Imagine a staircase in a dark room leading upwards to an open door beyond which the sky is lit with the brilliance of several suns. Ask your intruder to climb the stairs and walk into the light where he or she will find former loved ones or people they know waiting to take them on to the next level of their existence so that they can continue on the path that leads to their ultimate destiny. Sometimes, just occasionally, the entity won't go. He may be afraid of some imagined retribution, or he may simply be quite content with his discarnate existence, living off the energies of others. In which case, bless all parts of his being, emotional, mental, spiritual, with love, and take him to the door of your house, open it, and ask him to leave, and do no harm to anyone. But what if your unwanted visitor is a more difficult customer, like a demonic entity or a powerful thought form? How do you deal with these? So long as you've taken sensible precautions to protect yourself, the principle's the same as with attachments. But here you can use your pendulum or bobber. Remember, the pendulum or other dowsing tool magnifies the power of your intent. You address the demonic energy or the thought form consciousness and tell them to leave the person or location they've been plaguing 
and progress to the next phase of their true destiny. You reinforce your demand by swinging the pendulum or bobber anti-clockwise, which has the effect of drawing the entity away from its lair. While you're doing this, you call on an angel of light to escort it, or them, on their journey. At this point, reverse the swing of your dowsing tool so that its influence becomes positive, pushing the dark force into the care of angelic beings. Keep the clockwise movement going until you feel a sense of release, which is the indication that the demon has gone. This sounds like dangerous stuff, but you're quite safe so long as you've fully protected yourself. There are some simple guidelines to ensure we stay out of the clutches of these netherworld beings. Firstly, attachments are less likely to be attracted to strong, self-confident, optimistic people. Think of it like this. If you were an entity looking for an enjoyable free ride, would you want to battle every day to stay on board? No, you want an easy time of it, so you'd plump for a weak personality who's easy to control. But we dowsers add another layer of protection. We surround ourselves with a protective white light through which no detrimental energy from any dimension or any time, past, present or future, can penetrate. Think of it as a bubble or cocoon, an impenetrable shield which is protecting you while awake and asleep. Those on board the Starship Enterprise would have called it a force field. And a reminder, you can create this force field with your intent. In a moment of quiet, you just imagine a bubble of brilliant light all around you. Some who find it difficult to visualise might think of it as a, a cloak which they zip up at the front and back. Those for whom making pictures in the mind comes easy might think of it as a light pouring from the heavens and entering the crown chakra in the top of their heads, and then a similar beam coming up from the earth, funnelling into the base chakra. The two beams meet in the middle of the body and then start to expand, filling every part of the inside of the body, spreading out through the skin and still expanding. As it does, it pushes before it all seven layers of the auric field, whose colours are red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo and violet. At the end of this visualisation process, the meditator is encased in an armour of light, which would frustrate forced entry by even Beelzebub himself. If psychic work becomes a part of your life and not just a hobby, it's advisable to do a daily grounding and protection exercise. Ask that power outside yourself, God, your higher self, the information field, the matrix, or however you conceive it to be, to cloak you with a protective light. If you prefer the reassurance of a detailed ritual, and you have the time, draw up the light from the earth and down from the heavens into your body and allow it to expand, pushing all the colours of your being outwards to form a cocoon. Occasionally, say once a week, you can add a cleansing ritual, imagining the light moving outwards at cellular level through the whole body, cleansing it of all detrimental energies. 
These would include attachments, soul fragments, all lower life forms, their seeds and tentacles, all detrimental thought forms, all parasitic energies, all cellular memories. Imagining this cleansing force spreading through your auric field, cleansing it 100%. Once all this detritus is on the limits of your auric being, ask for it to be taken to the light and be converted to beneficial energy. You're now cleansed and protected from whatever the universe can throw at you. Protective cocoons aside, people who maintain a connection to the divine, the source or God are vastly less vulnerable. If they hold that connection as absolute and unshakable, they are invincible. At a more down-to-earth level, let's look again at that umbrella term geopathic stress and what you, as a dowser, can do about it. The word geopathic comes from geo, meaning earth, and pathos, meaning disease. It covers both naturally occurring and man-made phenomena, as well as psychic manifestations which cause problems for us and our homes. The basic form of GS, or harmful earth energy, is radiation that rises up through the earth and is distorted by weak electromagnetic fields created by underground subterranean running water, or certain mineral concentrations, and geological faults. Human beings can also disturb the earth's energies. Quarries, tunnels, mines, polluted water and railway cuttings have all been found to contribute negative effects. With this and man-made technology and paranormal goings-on, adding to the resonances all around us, the original term Earth Energies has now been renamed Subtle Energies. Together, these can be any geomagnetic field, energy spirals, water veins, underground streams, ley lines, energy lays, stress lines, thought forms, curses, trap spirits and dark forces. And don't forget, just because you can't see energy doesn't mean that it isn't there. The Earth's natural energies create straight lines through the landscape, which can be beneficial, detrimental or neutral. They're of varying widths and can have several or many opposing bands. Ley lines are straight line-of-sight alignments with a minimum of five sacred structures in a row within a five-mile radius. Add to ancient energies of all man's modern transmissions and we live in an ocean of energetic smog. According to the World Health Organization, 30% of all buildings are sick buildings. This, says the WHO, may be caused by air quality or by more subtle energetic pathology, including earth energies and underground water. In his book, Pathogens from Earth Radiations, published in 1932, Baron von Pohl revealed that he'd found nearly every home in one street in Visbyberg, Bavaria, had someone with cancer living there. Dowsers discovered the whole street stood on a line of geopathic stress. Underground water, stress lines, 
energy lays and ley lines can cause these emanations, especially where they cross. The biggest danger to humans is in their homes or places of work where they may remain over the negative energies for hours at a time. These detrimental energies now include radiations from microwave ovens, mobile phones, cordless phones, Wi-Fi and all the other electronic gizmos we take for granted these days. Also in the general mix of energies can be included power objects. That is, objects that might have picked up negative vibrations and carried them with them. This doesn't have to be an amulet holding an ancient curse. Power objects can be innocent-seeming things like books, tables, musical instruments or jewellery. Not all energies are unfriendly to us humans. Ley lines can be positive too, and so can the energies found in ancient barrows or megaliths or cathedrals. Back to geopathic stress. How can it affect our health? It's often been found to be a factor in many serious long-term illnesses and psychological conditions. Research by Rolf Gordon of the Dulwich Health Society has identified that sleeping or working for long periods over a geopathic stress zone can cause sleep disturbances, headaches, anxiety and behaviour problems in children. Stronger geopathic stress has been linked to wasting diseases like motor neurone, Parkinson's and multiple cirrhosis and also mental disorders such as addictions, suicides, depression and obsessions, and bowel disorders including IBS and Crohn's disease. Other manifestations include ME, anxiety, migraines, cot death, infertility and miscarriages. It doesn't necessarily mean that geopathic stress causes these debilitating diseases, but if people have a weak constitution, and are exposed to strong geopathic stress for long periods of time, this can be the ultimate trigger that makes it happen. When homes and offices are affected by the WHO's sick building syndrome, the people within are fractious, moody, often unwell and generally under par. Consultant physician the late Dr Hans Dieper claimed that 92% of all his cancer patients and 75% of his MS patients were geopathically stressed. Dr Nieper was a world-renowned cancer and MS specialist and operated one of the largest MS practices in the world located in Germany. One study by German physicists showed that of 400 deaths due to cancer, 383 cases were related to dwellings built over geological faults, underground water veins and disturbances of the natural geomagnetic field. Some early signs of GS are disturbed sleep, waking often, on waking, feeling tired, babies and children fretful, not sleeping well, restlessness, general tiredness, sick building syndrome chronic unwellness, including ME, headaches, hyperactivity and some cancers. A general feeling of something being not quite right with a particular area or room. Strangely, 
Cats seem to be immune to GS radiations. In fact, they actively seek out the spots to sleep over them. Owls, snakes, high infestations of slugs and snails, insects, parasites, bacteria, viruses, ants, termites, wasps and bees all like geopathic stress. However, to most other animals, they're harmful. Horses and cows stabled over geopathic stress spirals may become sick or injury-prone. Some plants love GS. These include ivy, mushrooms, mistletoe, bindweed, foxgloves, nettles, docks and medicinal herbs. However, many fruit trees and plants will suffer. Twisted or stunted growth and gaps in hedges could be clues. Bare patches in lawns, moss and fungi, stunted or mutated growth in veggie gardens can be due to sighting over lines of geopathic stress. Now, what has all this got to do with dowsing and psychic power? While scientific instruments are not yet sensitive enough to register many of these harmful energies, geopathic stress can be detected by dowsing and can be cured by dowsing too. Coming up in episode 7. Okay, the dreaded GS can be detected and cured by dowsing, but how? I walk you through the practicalities, so get your rods and your pendulums ready. Also, we look at how to meditate to get in the right zone. And when it comes to asking the right question, we let charts do the heavy lifting. As I've said before, if you can't wait for the next episode, don't forget all the stuff I'm covering here is in my book, Dows Your Way to Psychic Power, available on Amazon or any online retailer. See you at episode 7.